Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Walk It Out. My name is Gretchen Cannon. I'm the host of this podcast, and I have back with me our chief of police here in Choctaw, Kelly Marshall. And uh, last week, we were just talking about um, just different ways that she's been seeing. Um, I, I Honestly, the culture change here in Choctaw, wouldn't you say that? I yeah. think so, yes. Yeah. And just some of those stories. And she was talking about the prayer visual that happened after the shooting um, on August 25th. I'm pretty sure that date is correct. It feels very burned into my yes. memory. And um, my son was there playing in the band. And uh, I actually did an interview with News Nation. And you did too, didn't I know, you? I know. I found that out later at, when we were done. He said... Uh, I also did an interview with Kelly because I mentioned um, just something about he had asked, would I be confident that um, the shooter would be caught? And I was like, well, I have met Kelly Marshall and I think her and her department will take care of this. <laughs> you know, And he goes, he said he had done an interview with you also. But the interview was just about how it impacted my family and different things. And um, my son is in the marching band at Choctaw. He plays percussion and he was over in their um, bleachers in that south end zone. And so when it happened, he went behind the shipping container and then into the woods gotcha. and called me in the middle of all of because I had just left. And I was like, what? <laughs> what is going on? Because he's like, Mom, are you safe? He didn't even know I had left. And because my husband was there. And um, so there were things, obviously, that came out of that from his friends and, you know, those kind of things. But one of the things you mentioned in our last episode is how there are stories that have come out of this just of goodwill. Yes. And even people that don't know the Lord, like we are designed for goodwill. Are we not? And just the goodness of God has come out of so many different things. Right. <clears throat> so initially, after, I mean, seconds after the interview, uh, David Reed, our mm -hmm. superintendent. Yeah. Love David. Yes. Yeah. I, just, I do as well. And this has actually brought myself and school administration closer, yeah. you know, um, but, you know, he, um, his director of security. Right. Stephen starts with L. Yeah, it does. Kefner, Kef, I, I've got him on my radar to Kiefer. be a uh, Kiefer. Thank you. As one of the guests Kiefer. here on the shows. Good job. <laughs> yeah. His brother, who is a retired trauma surgeon. Oh, wow. Were there and immediately started CPR wow. on the 42 year old victim. My officer, uh, I have an officer who's a trained EMT, mm -hmm. uh, as well as his partner started CPR on, uh, Corday. Uh, Corday's injury was to the femoral artery, um, you know, placed a tourniquet and uh, held pressure. They did what they could for him. Um, you know, the Dell City band was actually part of the crime scene, right. sadly. And they had to stay there till forever. They did. Yeah. And that was hard for mm -hmm. us, but we needed to know, you know, what did you see? What yeah. did you know? Um, but the, uh, I guess. Who, the Choctaw Band Boosters? Yes, yeah. Band Boosters <laughs> kept them fed. Yes. You know, and. Uh, Leah and Jessica and so many others. Took, They're amazing. Took yes. care of them yeah. and officers that, that were on scene working mm -hmm. the crime scene and everything. 
you know, for free. Not like we'll sell this to you. Right. Yeah. Right. They didn't have to do right. that. Yeah. But that's community taking care mm-hmm. of yeah. our student. Right. That's school administration mm-hmm. who were at the right place at the right time. Yeah. Um, that was my officers that were trained mm-hmm. to do this. You know, and I had some, um, I believe it was radio. I, I talked to so many people um, that said, what would you do differently? Mm-hmm. And I said, I'd have more medical supplies closer mm-hmm. at hand. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, hopefully this will never happen. Right. right. But uh, who knows? Mm-hmm. Tornadoes, mm-hmm. things like that. Um, Even lightning. Yes. I mean, just. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, you know, right. I have ordered larger medical kits for yeah. every patrol car. That's awesome. To have more supplies. Um, so those are things that, you know, immediately, um, come to mind. You know, we have a couple of students who have been brave enough who tell us what they witnessed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's how we were able to identify right. who is to be charged. Mm-hmm. Um, there is fear, mm-hmm. you know, among the community, amongst not, um, I would say more visiting students. Mm-hmm. To come forward Mm -hmm. and, you know, we still need those interviews to happen. Yeah. Um, But just people who stepped forward. Mm -hmm. I I went home about 4.30 a.m. My assistant chief never went home. Mm -hmm. I met him back at the office around 7 a.m. People had already dropped off uh, Mm -hmm. food for us. Uh, And I can tell you that I've gained a few pounds since becoming (laughs) chief. (laughs) You know, even even when um, uh, COVID started, mm-hmm. when the stimulus checks came out, yes, I had an elderly couple come to us, and they had two gift cards to local restaurants for every officer. That's awesome. They spent their entire stimulus check. They would not let me have their name in order to even write them a thank you note. That's the kind of community we have. That's awesome. Uh, that's just one example. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a church who pretty much quarterly drops off little gift bags with snacks mm-hmm. and things like that for every officer. I actually use that as a recruiting tool. That's awesome. Of how much our community takes care of us. And that doesn't happen. Right. Because every- you see, I'm not a news watcher, but I hear like when really big stuff happens, I end up hearing about it, you know. But... um but law enforcement is not always looked at as a good part of the community sure. in community. Sure. And some some are uh, dessert. Yeah. You know, um, like that their character and reputation is to not be trusted. Right. Yeah. Right. They've, they've earned that. They have to work to gain that trust back. Right. Um, but just how our community took care of our young people. Mm-hmm. You um, had kids who showed up on doorsteps. Late at night, knocking where the residents didn't know what was going on, but they opened the door, they used their phones, and things like that took care of the kids until parents could uh, come pick them up. Right. Um, Whoever lives at 501 North Henny, like I know my son was saying there were droves of kids going there because I was on the phone with him and I was just, I was, he didn't even know what direction he was going. He didn't even know if he was going towards Henny. And so we... We used the moon for me to figure out where he was. Wow. So I said, what side of the, is the moon on for you? And he said, my left. And I said, then go till you hit a road and then come back off the road to the fence line and head towards the moon to the water tower. 
Wow. And in all of that, he said, well, there's a bunch of kids going to this house. Don't go to the house. Because I was like four miles away by then. Mm -hmm. I was like, go towards the water tower. Mm -hmm. I will be there, you know. And I actually took several kids with me, brought them here to the church, gave them water, bandages, because they were all cut up from the thorns, sure. you know, and uh, had them call their parents. Their parents met them here, you know. Yeah. So whoever lives at that house, and I know there are many houses. It wasn't just that house, but. I think I know what house you're speaking of, and that's former law enforcement. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Well, if so, that was a complete God thing. Because right? <laughs> that's what he said. He goes, I'm just going to go knock on somebody's door. And I was like, no, because I, you just don't know nowadays, you know? And I was like, I'm on my way. Right. If I, if I wasn't on the phone with him or whatever, totally different story. Right. But yeah, people that just opened. People taking care of yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. Giving them drinks. Mm -hmm. Use my phone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's, you know, I know that there's so many stories out there that um, I haven't been told, mm -hmm. but just the way that school administration took care of visitors, yeah. um, how officers took care, officers and school administrators took care of victims. Yeah. Um, I know uh, I spoke with uh, Corday's grandfather the next mm -hmm. morning. Mm -hmm. and. Uh, very, very good man. Um, he trusted us mm -hmm. that we were going to do the right thing, mm -hmm. that we were going to find who he actually helped us. Um, awesome. So out of tragedy, mm -hmm. you see the strength mm -hmm. in our community. Mm -hmm. You see the strength in our students. You mm -hmm. see the leadership in our students Yeah. Um, and school administration. Mm -hmm. That's powerful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I'm reminded it just as you're talking, even um, uh, Ephesians four, and it came to mind the last video we did, but um, in verse five, and I'm reading out of the Passion Translation, but it says, for the Lord God is one, and so are we, for we share one faith, one baptism, and one father, and he is the perfect father who leads us all, works through us all, and lives in us all. And that's what we saw manifest, right? Yeah. Exactly. People just feeding whoever needed to. And <clears throat> let me say this. Um, one of the Dell City, um, I, I'm not sure if it was a band booster or what, but um, she did a social media post with a GoFundMe for our band boosters. Oh, wow. Because they did feed and food and drinks and everything. And and two of my close, close friends were working that concession stand because that visitor concession stand is ran by the Choctaw Band. Okay. And so all of the revenue goes to that. And so they gave away everything. I mean, not I don't know that everything was gone, but everything that they gave after the shooting was like, just take it. What do you need? You know, mm -hmm. it wasn't they didn't exchange money or anything. And so they did a GoFundMe to help replenish that. Plus. Because the last football game was moved to Moore, mm -hmm. and it would have been a large visiting crowd, we lost like $3,000 of revenue from mm -hmm. that. And then you just said some of the visiting teams are nervous about coming, mm -hmm. you know, and and some of that, you know. And so there's revenue that was lost mm -hmm. there even. But what we know is like the Lord will take care, yes. right? Yes. We are we are one 
We share all of that. And he is the perfect father who leads us all. And I do believe um, Jessica, Leah, there were so many others there that night with the band boosters. Like they were like, this is what needs to happen. Mm -hmm. We would want, we would want Dell City's band boosters to do this for our children. We're going to do it. Right. Yeah. And not just for children. Right. There were adults there. And it's, so. it's not about money, money. or revenue, but the band boosters have, um, taken upon, you know, to do this. And it's a lot of work, right. uh, in order to support their kids. Right. And I, I believe athletes and, mm -hmm. and things like that. So, you know, things did need to, to be replenished. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I just thought it was so neat. Even it wasn't even a second thought. They didn't even have no. to have a discussion about it. No. It was just like. Right. Yeah. Right. School administration. So I, again, I left the field at 430 that morning. School administration was still there. Right. They stayed all night. Watching over right. things that had, had been left. Right. Because kids, like, they left. So my son's, now his phone was happened to be in a shorts pocket, mm -hmm. but he left his backpack. His Chromebook was there. All of his school stuff, his band instruments. I mean, that happened with everybody. Cheerleaders, football player, people in the stands. Right. You know, right. all kinds of wallets and cell phones. And our superintendent, David Reed, uh, the safety coordinator, uh, Stephen that we talked about, Kefner, is it a Kefner? <laughs> I'm going to mess it up, Kefer. I believe. He was there, and uh, I think Mike Hessman, the athletic director, yes. was there yes. all night long. Mm -hmm. Like, they just knew that this is what needed mm -hmm. to happen. And they immediately started thinking about, as I did, you know, okay, so what are we going to do? Measures, right. What are we going to do differently? Um, and those measures were in fact, he met with his team at one in the afternoon on Saturday right. afternoon. Right. Um, so those measures were already taken. Mm -hmm. um, I I don't know why more felt like they needed to change venues, but school administration took the higher road. Right. Uh, the kids got to play. They felt like it was important mm -hmm. for the, the team to play. Get back on the I, field. I don't yeah. disagree. And um, so we'll just go on from there. Yeah, yeah. It was a beautiful expression of just togetherness. Mm -hmm. I know as a band parent, we use an app where we all communicate and everybody was just communicating like, I have this kid and I have this kid and this is where they're at because we all had different people's kids mm -hmm. and everybody was looking for their kids, whether they were on campus or not. And I know that didn't just happen within the Choctaw Marching Band. It happened within the entire community. Mm -hmm people visiting, the cheerleaders, the dance teams, the football players, everything. And I know my son um, tells the story when he was, when he left the bleachers, he had a short fence to jump, but then he had the tall, like eight foot iron fence, mm -hmm. you know, and he was on it. And that's when he heard more shots and he, all he yelled was help. And a Dell City football player boosted him up over the fence. Wow. And then, um, a couple of my other kids that I'm in relationship with said that um, at, football players were just grabbing kids that were running, like mm -hmm. taking them underneath them and running them to safety. Instead, like they were just helping people and people were searching for people that weren't even their own. Right. You know, just when, loving. When you have football players, cheerleaders, band members that take little ones to uh, the. Uh, yeah. 
I guess to safety. Well, to safety. they went, they took him to a building, um, the locker room, the weight right. room, the coach's office, that whole athletic right. facility. Yeah. I mean, again, that's trauma. You know, I keep harping on trauma. That's something that our children, you never want them have to do, right. but look at how they reacted. Yes. They did everything right. Yes. Yes. And that's, that's something to be proud of. Yeah. Beautiful. And I'm going to put in the description of this video, a couple of links for you. So I'll put um, some links, you know, to um, like the Choctaw Band Boosters, like if you want to support them to replenish some of that revenue that was lost. But I also want to put some links that the school administration had sent out about resources for you as parents and people in the community about trauma, like how to have these conversations with your kids, what things to look for. You know, like I've been working with um, uh, my mentor growing up. She's a counselor and does EMDR therapy and different things. But about my son, like she's like, is he sleeping? Is this happening? Is this happening? Is he continuing to mm -hmm. talk about it? Like those things are healthy signs of things that should happen after you have a traumatic event. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, and um, and just is his progression there? And so I think that's beautiful. And I love the agencies that were brought in to the schools to help with the trauma. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was just so cool. They're right. therapy dogs and they're trauma counselors and well, so many and, different. You know, I've, I've mentioned before that I have a lot of young officers, young into the field and just young, young in age. Yeah. Yes. Chronologically. Some of them you're like, are you old enough to exactly. be out of high school? <laughs> Some of them. The one that gave me the ticket the other day, I was thinking, and how old are you? <laughs> Not like a judgment, like, wow, I am getting old. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, you know, I recognized that with any, uh, critical incident that they needed a debriefing. Yes. And yes. um, I'm not trained in that, and that shouldn't be my role. Right. They should be able to go to a, a safe place. Yes. And um, so Midwest City Police Department, you know, everybody said, let me know if I can yes. do anything. Let me know if I can do anything uh, more. Edmund, mm -hmm. those chiefs sent me texts of prayers. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Which was powerful. Yeah. I don't really know them. Yeah. I know, I know of them, but I don't mm -hmm. know them. Mm -hmm. That says a lot about their character, yes. their department, uh, Midwest City, you know, which is our neighbor, yeah. you know, so I was thinking, okay, so what can I have, what can I ask them to do? Uh, they led a debriefing for my officers, uh, eight of them. That's awesome. And I, I didn't see my officers the next day, but it was the following day. I saw that a weight had, had lifted. Mm -hmm. Whatever happens yeah. in a debriefing, yeah. I've been in one years yeah. ago. Uh, but whatever happened in that debriefing, um, I saw a weight lifted from them because you always, I myself thought, you know, and I arrived after the fact, mm -hmm. you know, what could I have done differently? Right. What will I do differently right. on uh, a large mm -hmm. incident? And so I know they were asking themselves that right. question. Yeah. And I need some them. regrets even. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I need them to be okay. Yeah. And I need uh, their minds to be clear. Right. You need them to respond well. Right. When the next incident right. happens. Like, it it will happen, whether it's at the Inevitable. high school or at Walmart or at Arby's or, I mean, right. it it's, we're in, we're in a world. Right. right. Yeah. True. So, um, that was a, an important part of their 
recovery. Yeah, or, that's so good. Or their careers. Yeah. Um, I was very appreciative of that. Uh, just a law enforcement response. Mm-hmm. Um, Highway Patrol, Jones, Hera. Yeah. They were everywhere. I don't know everybody yeah. that was there. Yeah. And there were so many. I was thinking, what job can I give them? Yeah. But, you know, we're we're a small department, mm-hmm. but we have a lot of talent. Mm-hmm. And um, and you have a ton of resources. Yes. And the yes. Lord just brings you more yes. when you need them. Exactly. Isn't that awesome? Yes. Yeah. Well, you were talking about trauma and just how important it is for your officers to debrief. So one of our worship... Um, leaders here is a, um, he was in the military, but he also was a former firefighter and he did all of their trauma stuff. Mm -hmm. And so he's got lots of training. So he was asking me about Waylon, like he's in relationship with my oldest and, and asking like, what about this? What about that? And I'm sure they're doing this, but I'm just checking, like, Mm -hmm. what's the school doing? Mm -hmm. And, um, one of the things that he said ever since I met him is police officers were the hardest to recover from scenes because when they leave a scene, they go back to their car, usually alone where firefighters, where they leave a scene, they go back to the firehouse in this big group and they're all together. And that was one of the things in Ohio, that's where he was at, but they were trying to figure out like how to help Mm -hmm. the police officers, because a lot of times it's like you go back and get in your car and then you go on to your next thing. And when do you debrief that trauma? When do you think? So I think it's a godsend that the Lord had has placed that within you, like the importance of healing from trauma for our community, mm-hmm. because it's important for you, for your officers. Therefore, it's going to affect our community. Right. We're uh, going to have such healthy officers. Yeah. I never thought about that. And I never thought about um, what you said about, you know, firefighters are together right. and get to go back together it's it's more like eventually you guys are together but Mm -hmm. i mean it may take quite a while right right? and there may be two or three more calls Mm -hmm. in between that you know where i asked and because the debriefings are confidential Mm -hmm. i did ask a supervisor who was there i said you know is there something we need to do differently yeah and he said have more of them and i never yeah that's great yeah that's good absolutely do that because you know, um, had an incident at Walmart mm-hmm. on 4th of July. Right. You know, um, it's it's sometimes it's what you see. Mm-hmm. And it's what, you know, uh, I, I think about firefighters who mm-hmm. are most often on scene mm-hmm. um, and are uh, paramedics. Right. You know, I worry, do they have those types? Mm-hmm. I think firefighters do. I don't know so much about paramedics. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know about, a whole lot about their professional lives but you know it's a lot of times when you can't help that person Mm -hmm. when you know that it's not going to come out well Mm -hmm. you know when you have to make that notification Mm -hmm. that is what really bothers you yeah right right yeah this has been such good stuff so I want to encourage you guys listening to just continue to pray for the community of Choctaw um like one of the things that we really felt the Lord ask us to pray into that intimidation of fear would not take place in this community. Like we want people in perfect love and where there's perfect love, there is no fear. 
And so that includes the agencies, your officers and different things, but just keep them in your prayers. Like as they go through this process, like obviously the case is not finished and closed or however you say it <laughs> officially. Far, far from it. We have a <laughs> right, long, you got a, a long, long road. And not only that, uh, we've got more extracurricular activities in the community and football games and basketball games and all the different things that'll happen. So just, just being mindful for the school administration and our police department, our firefighters and our EMTs and all of those agencies within our community, just that they would be strengthened and refreshed, that their minds would stay clear, that they would hold on to hope and that God would empower them from the inside out to walk out the beautiful call that we have seen them already walk out, but that they would continue to do that. I remember our text a day or two after was, um, I asked, how could we be praying? And you said that my officers wouldn't lose hope and give up, you know? And I thought, how profound, you know, because sometimes after that, like my son was like, I'm never playing another football game again. I'm never going on that right. field. Right? Right. But then he was like, okay, that was his initial knee-jerk knee -jerk reaction. Mm -hmm. But he's been on the field and he's playing, you know, he's got right. rehearsal every day and he's doing well. But it's it's like that with all of them. And so we just want to pray that for you. I thank you that you are here. And I thank you that for your gift to our community and thank to you. your officers. I know you guys aren't perfect. I know you're not perfect. Nobody is. But it is so good to have a team of people that will work together to change.